General rule here for pruning. The more aggressive the pruning, the fewer flowers and the larger the fruit. From Humble Coffee, I'm Kenneth Thomas, and this is Coffee 101. Love coffee? You're in the right place. Season 1 takes us on coffee's journey chronologically from seed to shelf. If you're new to the show, go back and start from the beginning. The show is designed to build your coffee knowledge from the ground up. Coffee 101 will give you all the coffee trivia you ever needed to make your friends envious. But you're a 101-er, so you're not going to keep all that great coffee knowledge to yourself. No, you're going to tell your friends to follow so they can be coffee smart too. On the show today, we're talking about pruning. Yes, pruning. Like what your grandfather did to the fruit trees and tried to show you how to do, but you weren't really paying attention. But today, you're going to pay attention. I'm joined by Katie. Hey. What's up? I know y'all missed me. They did. Yeah, I know. And they're That's ready why for I another said. show. Yeah, I know. I should just be a permanent co <laughs> co co host or whatever. Yes. Yep, you should. I think you'd be good at it. Oh. Oh. And today we're gonna try our best to make pruning education fun. Yes. And we have a guest, Delvin Navarro from Hawaiian Monarch Coffee and Navarro Farms. Oh, another yep. Hawaiian. Yep. Yeah, we just had to stay on the island. And uh, he's going to help us explain some of the pruning that he does on his farm. Nice. So, Katie, are you ready to talk about pruning? Absolutely. Okay. So, what do you know about pruning? I know it has something to do with fruit. Yeah. But and like, that it is a fruit. Pruning is, well, Pruning yes, is a fruit. You it's, are, like a, it's like a big raisin. <laughs> yes. 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 That's, You're, yes. Yes. Well, a prune is actually a dried-out plum. I knew it. Wait, are prunes and dates it. the same thing? You're bringing up all this stuff that is like I'm sorry. way off the show. I'm just trying to like make it expand. You're trying to make it. You're you're trying to make sure that everybody is entertained, right? Abs- yeah, that, yeah, that's what I'm here for. Okay, well, let's get back just to talking about pruning, which has nothing to do with prunes, okay. unless you're pruning for a plum tree which plums eventually turn into prunes Woo. yep blows your mind okay we're going to talk about pruning because pruning is important for coffee trees and for all kinds of stuff and so it's important enough that it needs to be in coffee 101 so in general pruning does have a useful purpose can you think of reasons that people would want to prune I still don't know what pruning is. Okay. Well, let's step back a second. So pruning, in the basic form, let's just say it is it is cutting back limbs oh. off of like a tree or something like that. Okay. That would be the simplest way to. Okay. Well, it probably helps because then the branches can grow, like the good branches can grow. Yeah. Also, guys, just a disclaimer, I'm not usually this sassy. It's just I'm his daughter, so I'm inclined to be that way. 
<laughs> so I apologize. Moving on. Moving on. Yes, you can look at the limbs and, you know, pruning in that way as far as cutting out so that things can grow. But there's also other reasons that you might want to prune. Like it might be because you're cutting under that tree and it's in your yard and you don't want to hit it or you don't want the limbs to hit you when you're on the lawnmower. Or it could be that you want your kids to be able to easily climb in it. Um, And so you have specific ways you cut the branches. Or it may be that you're actually, we'll say, picking fruit, but you don't want the fruit tree to grow too high where you can't reach it with your hands. Mm. So several different reasons as far as why you would prune. And here's the thing. It is better not to prune than to prune incorrectly. I always say that. I know you always say that. And so basically a plant in the wild assumes the shape that allows it to make the best use of the light that it has at a given location and climate. Go out to a, quote, new wilderness and compare how thick it is to a mature forest with a high tree canopy. And you'll see that the trees have have kind of, over time, they have pruned, we'll say, themselves so that all of their branches are way up there where the sun can reach the leaves. And you have it kind of spaced out at the bottom. Yeah. Whereas if it's a new forest or area, it's real thick. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, with briars and things like that. And so that's kind of a natural way to look at uh, pruning. So if a limb doesn't get light, it dies. And when you're pruning for production purposes, it's because something on the tree is no longer useful or effective or helpful for your goal. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Okay. So now we're getting somewhere. Interesting fact, more trees are killed each year by improper pruning than by pests. Really? Yeah. Isn't that crazy? That's really hard to believe. I know, but it's a fact. So when you think about if you prune correctly, you can get higher yields. When we start segueing into talking about coffee trees, Mm -hmm. um, it can be easier to access. And so you're thinking, why in the world wouldn't a farmer prune his tree because there's yeah there are tons of farms out there where they don't prune their trees but if they stand a chance to kill or permanently hurt the tree then they're not going to do it because they're scared to do it pruning yeah why well because they might mess it up because if they mess it up then like the tree might be messed up and it takes if you were to plant a new tree in its place it might take it at least three years before it gets to a good yield. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. All right, so think about the tree only having so much energy it can get each day to grow limbs, flowers, fruit, etc. If you prune, then what you're doing is you're taking away wasted energy. Like if there are limbs that don't make any difference or things like that, you can remove them. Mm-hmm. And then the tree's energy for that day is redirected to the places it really needs to grow. Because if you remember on the last episode we talked about with Fred Cowell, 
um, of Kauai coffee, Mm -hmm. he said, above the land, you're only seeing the lungs of the tree. Mm -hmm. Everything else, including its stomach or it's eaten, is at the bottom. Yeah. Okay. Now, pruning is best done when the tree is using the least amount of energy, which is usually in late winter or early spring. But you can actually prune anytime, honestly, if you want to. But that's usually the best time. The worst time is when the plant is using the most amount of energy, which is usually in spring when it's putting out new growth. Side note, if you prune in summer or late summer, you can actually encourage new growth, but this new growth may not mature enough to survive the winter. So you just have to have an awareness of that. Now, let's talk about some pruning best practices. And this is across the board, but also applies to coffee trees. Okay. You ready? Mm-hmm. It's going to make sense. That's good. Okay, you trust me? Yep. Okay. You want pruning to be efficient, so here are some best practices. Before beginning, ask yourself, what is the purpose? Like, what are your goals? And Seems then you, important. And then you can, then you can adjust from there. Because, mm-hmm. like, if you're doing it so you want to limit up so that you're not, you know, it's not hitting you every time you mow under it. Yeah. That's one thing. Mm-hmm. But that's different than how a coffee producer is going to prune. Prune. Yeah, that's right. Cuts need to be clean or sharp. This encourages the quickest healing. And again, if you think about it, it's all about energy used. So the quickest healing means the least amount of energy spent. Spent. That's correct. And it can refocus on the main goal. If cutting off at a branch point, make sure the lateral shoot is at an angle no more than 45 degrees and the branch to be left is at least half the size of the one to be cut. Hmm. That one honestly looks better with a picture, but um, if you think about it, it, it makes sense. Now, when you start your pruning, first thing you want to do is you want to remove any obvious dead, diseased, broken, or problematic parts of the tree. Like a, like a, a good example of a problematic is branches that are like impinging or like squishing mm-hmm. each other. Yeah. And you want to remove just basically the one that you didn't want. Next, you want to make cuts that are going to train the tree. And that might be if it's a coffee tree that grows tall, you may want to cut everything off above a certain height mm-hmm. so that you don't have to worry about like climbing up in the tree, stuff like that. At this point, if you're like, man, I really removed a lot of stuff, then you probably want to stop yeah, and continue your pruning next year. If you think there's still more to prune, then you can look at the distribution of the limbs, which this is getting a little fancy, but it's called scaffolding. Mm-hmm. And you want about five to seven branches evenly covering one circular layer of scaffolding. Gotcha. And you want those layers of scaffolding to be at least a foot and a half to two feet apart. And again, honestly, this does better with a picture, but you're looking, you're, you're basically, you're trying to evenly distribute the weight mm-hmm. on the limbs as you go up the tree. Okay. General rule here for pruning. 
the more aggressive the pruning, the fewer flowers and the larger the fruit. Mm. Right? Because it's less flowers, but they... More room for the fruit. Well, but they, they focus... That's true. Yes, that's true. But they're focusing that same amount of energy, mm-hmm. like we said earlier, but to fewer fruit. Gotcha. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. So the... The opposite is also true. The less pruning, the more flowering, and the smaller the fruit. Now, a coffee cherry is the same size regardless. So, uh, you know, I'm not honestly sure how that impacts the coffee tree. Mm. Maybe somebody out there smarter than than me and you on coffee trees can. Oh, definitely smarter than me. And me on this could could tell us as far as uh, um, how that would affect the coffee tree and the coffee fruit itself. So one last thing before I introduce Delvin Navarro, if you're going to thin out a tree, don't just top it. In the South, we have the Southern U.S., we have crepe myrtles. Have you ever heard somebody say crepe murder? Yeah. Okay. Have you seen that? You've seen it. I'm I'm sure I have. You've seen it. You just didn't realize it. So yeah. basically it's where crepe myrtle is something that a lot of people have in their landscaping. And some people will just like lop it off, you know, straight across. Oh, yeah. I've seen that. Yeah. That's called crepe myrtle. Nice. Yeah. So now you know. So when possible, you know, don't do that. Because what happens is if you have bad weather, all of the new growth stands a good chance of breaking Uh, just because it's so weak. So that's just one thing to think about. Okay, coming up, our interview with Delvin Navarro of Hawaiian Monarch Coffee. Stay with us. You're not going to want to miss his insight on pruning. Ever looking to cut a little of this or a little of that out of your diet? It's hard to do, isn't it? I'll be honest with you. It's never going to work, and you're never going to stick to it unless it appeals to you. Some people can do a keto diet, no problem. Some paleo, some South Beach, and whatever. You have to find what works for you. And if coffee is part of your plan, look to Humble Coffee. It's as good as you're going to get coffee tasting black. And if you drink it black, there's basically no calories and no sugar. And the amounts of antioxidants and anti-inflammatories are likely more than anything else you'll ingest on the day. We'll have a few shows coming up on coffee and health that you won't want to miss. But for now, go to HumbleCoffee.com or click on the link in the show notes. Give it a shot and let us know what you think. Hey, welcome back to Coffee 101. I'm Kenneth Thomas. So... There are several different pruning techniques, and the goal is to optimize yield, which gives the farmer more money for his or her crop. And that money supports their family and their farm. Better farm, better coffee. Better coffee, better taste in your cup. It's all related. Okay, on to the interview. Delvin, it's good to have you on the show today. Hey, Kenneth. Aloha. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm good. We don't get many alohas down in uh, Mississippi, so it's kind of, 
kind of a fresh hello for me. Um, so I wanted to get you on today, and uh, you're actually with Navarro Coffee Farm or Farms, and and it's specifically Hawaiian Monarch Coffee, correct? Correct. And obviously, in Hawaii now, specifically. Where in Hawaii? Because I know there's multiple islands out there. Okay, we're we're actually located on the Big Island of Hawaii, um, known for its Kona coffee. But we're actually growing our coffee in the southern region, um, okay. out in Kau. Okay, gotcha. Well, cool. Well, I wanted to get you on today. We're talking about pruning and and how that impacts. Um, you know, the farm, the longevity of the trees themselves, um, you know, the quality, um, you know, of the uh, actual product. Um, just wanted to kind of uh, pick your brain on, on pruning practices because I know that's something that's not um, done everywhere, um, but I know y'all do a good job with it. So I was going to let you take over. Well, okay, great. For for pruning practices um, in our region, since our seasons are much longer, we have a eight to ten month season out here okay. on the South Sunday Island. So, um, what I try to do on in our business is we try to cycle prune, which means that we take about a third of our farm and we stump it. Okay, we stump it down every. Which which is just a portion of our land, right? right. So that that helps us kind of get a rotation on our crop, um, keeps us, you know, um, on a positive flow of production. Gotcha. Say. Okay, so when you're talking about stumping, um, is did I see this right, or is a super fancy word, and this might not even be it, is like Beaumont Fukunaga system or method? Yeah. Yeah, so there's this method called the Beaumont Fukunaga, um, where it's, see it just rolls off your tongue. It does not roll off my tongue. <laughs> yeah, it, I guess it's something out here that kind of is well known because I guess Beaumont Fukunaga invented it uh-huh. way back when, right? Um, so, so it's it's like cycle pruning, right? Uh-huh. You, you you keep one and you always have growth on the tree, right? Yes. So I, in, instead go ahead. Of, yeah, oh, I'm sorry. Instead of cutting the whole tree down, they kind of keep one lateral and, you know, there's production off the tree almost every year by doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so when you, so when you make that cut, I mean, is it just like straight off or do you um, cut it at an angle or does it really matter? Yeah. Well, out here we do like to cut it at an angle because of the rains. We don't like, um, we, we, we have enough diseases out here that we need to do some certain things in our farm practice, and that is one of them, mm-hmm. uh, cutting the stumps at an angle so we don't have sitting water uh, sitting on the top of that stump to have it get rotten or, you know, cause any other diseases out here. Gotcha. And, you know, for our 101ers out there, what Delvin is talking about uh, with stumping or the Beaumont Fukunaga uh, system or method. Uh, I have seen that. It, I've seen up to uh, it. It suggested as a 
20% increase in yield. And so that's a that's something that's important, obviously, to the farmer. We literally have a farmer that we're talking to today, and um, uh, that helps stability not only for the farm but for the uh, farm families. Correct. Um, now, when you actually – I am curious about this. When you – um, when you like remove the coffee tree or, you know, what's left that's not the stump, um, what, like, what do you, what do you do with it? Cause I've, I've heard of removing it completely, burning it, just leaving it there for compost. Yeah. Well, every, that, that's how, um, that's the saying when we say every farmer has a different practice, right? So mm-hmm. some farmers will, put it in the rolls and mulch it down so it goes back into the soil. Um, some farmers will just push it on the side and let the pile disintegrate. Mm-hmm. Um, some other farmers would burn it, you know, but then out here on the Big Island, we have this burn code where mm-hmm. we got to follow. And, you know, we have 80-something farmers out here. So if anyone decides to burn, the the firemen will just, you know, go nuts trying to, Hmm. locate 80 something farmers trying to burn wood out there yeah yeah so um i think equipment purposes um you know mulching it down that's what i do uh efficiency efficiency more more time um to do more things yeah right go that route yeah and that makes sense and that's that's one thing that i have um seen or read is uh you know just basically get it back down and you know into the the soil as far as almost like a compost um yeah right um, yeah exactly you you feed the trees you know for three or four years why not put that back in the soil right right well cool well that's that's awesome to know um you know at least on one actual farm um you know what the pruning uh practices are now tell me a little more and, and tell our one-on-oneers out there a little more about um, your farm specifically. Oh, okay. Well, my sp- my our farm specifically, our pruning practice um, is strenuous. So what what we do is we make sure those every tree is skirted up. Um, every tree on our farm gets touched. Mm. So that means we're out there touching. Um, in a matter of two months, maybe 12,000 trees. Wow. That's a lot of trees. Yeah. So that's, that's a lot of trees to touch. Um, we have that much trees on about 12 acres, uh, 20 acres of property. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So when you say skirting up, what does that mean? Um, that means I'm just basically pruning up the bottom branches. So it lifts up a skirt, which creates, actual protection from diseases also um we do have a lot of rain and the runoff from the rain mm-hmm. um the leaves going up is you know it it can be um disease holding so we try to keep it as clean as possible gotcha cool so we've talked about the pruning practices now delvin i want to just ask you in general uh tell us a little bit about your farm i know you told me when we were talking earlier about, uh, you said, if I'm correct, your third generation coffee farmer. Yeah, 
Yeah, so we're we're actually third generation coffee farmers. So uh, my wife's grandfather started farming back in 1995, 96. Okay. Uh, they started actually as sugar plantation workers that were displaced. Mm. And, um, you know, the, the, I guess the landowners felt had some heart for them. And they said, you could use this area to farm coffee. And it just grew from there. Awesome. Yeah. That's cool. And if anybody wants to check out, um, Hawaiian Monarch coffee or Navarro farms, um, Instagram, you have Hawaiian Monarch Coffee, one word, and Navarro Coffee Farm. And we will make sure we'll put links in the show notes for that. Well, Delvin, it was great to have you on the show today. Well, awesome. It was nice to be here. Delvin Navarro. He seemed like a nice guy. Yeah, he's a pretty cool dude. Uh, And... I thought I was being fancy, you know, saying this like multi-syllable word, and it just kind of rolled off his tongue. Yeah. You know I can't do syllables, though. Beaumont Fukunaga. Beaumont Fukunaga. Beaumont Fukunaga system. So basically what that is, it was developed in the 1950s, and if you think about just the trunk of the coffee tree, they like cut it off. And they cut it off at an angle mm-hmm. so that water will roll off of it. Oh, that's smart. Yeah. And then from that, you usually are going to get like four or five, or you would want four to five main, like, secondary trunks, mm-hmm. I guess you'd say, to, like, grow off of that. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, and, like, if you have, like, say, three rows mm-hmm. of these coffee trees, you would, like do this method for like one row one year yeah then the next one then the next one so that you have these different like levels of maturity amongst like your beans that are growing Mm -hmm. is that does that make sense yeah so some people use it some people don't um but it supposedly at least in one study i saw does increase yield by about 20 percent which can be helpful um, another thing when you're talking specifically, and at this point we're just talking about coffee trees. Mm-hmm. One other point is removing suckers. Do you know what suckers are? No. So if you're looking at a branch, if there is a shoot or a little lateral branch that or that comes like straight up, mm-hmm. that's not going to produce fruit. So again, you only have so much energy, right? Yeah. So you want to remove the stuff that is not producing fruit. Gotcha. Okay. So you want to remove those, and that goes for any, you know, fruiting tree. Um, But we're specifically talking here about coffee trees. For coffee trees, pruning is best carried out at the end of the main crop harvest. And like Delvin said in our interview, they have a longer season than, say, we would in the United States for some of the stuff that, that we grow here. And just as a reminder from before the interview when Katie and I were talking, you always want to remove unproductive branches and keep it down to an easily pickable height. Um, If you have diseased branches or trees, you want to remove them 
because obviously we want to prevent spreading the disease. And uh, some have even said that they've gone back and done soil samples where diseased limbs or trees were just placed down in place. Mm-hmm. And they've still found that disease like in the soil Yeah. several years later, like actually decades later. And that's so that's good. Yeah. So that's kind of a scary thing. Um, so that's one thing to think about. You also want to clean pruning equipment mm-hmm. in between trees because if one's diseased and you, especially if you don't know it, yeah, you could transmit it just like people, like when you cough on your hand, which mm-hmm. I know you never do. No. Because, you know, we would say cough towards your elbow. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you did cough on your hand. Per chance. Per chance. And then you stuck your hand up somebody's nose. Like, yeah, I do that all the time. Yeah. Then, yeah. you know, they could get, or, or, in, or in their mouth, mm-hmm. then they could get, like, whatever you're transmitting. So, well, same concept. Yeah. So, it's like washing your hands, but it's for pruning equipment. And... That's really all I can think of. Can you think of anything else on pruning that we didn't hit? Not really. Um, he definitely knew a lot about it. Yep. Yeah. Sounds like he does a good job on his farm. So that was Delvin Navarro of Hawaiian Monarch Coffee and Navarro Farms. We will put some links in the show notes. I'm Kenneth Thomas and was joined in the studio today by the lovely Katie. It was wonderful to talk to you all again. And we got to talk to Delvin. Which was kind of cool. We love Delvin. Yep. We'll put a link, like I said, for social media and any contact for Delvin and his farm in the show notes. Give them a follow. And here's the cool thing. Delvin told me after we got off the interview that they're playing around with some anaerobic processing. If you're a roaster, ask Delvin about this and tell him that you heard about his farm on Coffee 101. If you don't know about anaerobic processing, no worries. It's coming up on Coffee 101 in just a few episodes. Let's just say it's a really cool processing method that I personally love and that's gaining some popularity and lends to some great, sweet-tasting coffees. Thanks for listening. Give us a follow on any social media that you can think of. Leave us a review here on the podcast we would love 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 to hear from you i read every single review and like we said in the intro don't hold all this knowledge to yourself go tell your coffee friends we need more one-on-oneers out there in the world looking for great coffee go to humblecoffee.com all right for myself and for katie peace out bye